recording in progress pancreas philosophy episode 190 what's up we got returning guests how, how are you man is he is he well <laughs> is he motherfucking, motherfucking t. T. <laughs> <laughs> the name that no one has ever called me except myself yes <laughs> self-given nickname the yes. best <laughs> Oh, hey, if, if you make enough, if you say it enough times, eventually it'll, it'll stick. But uh, that's that's actually true, especially when you do social media stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, what was? I think you answered on one of your latest like Q and As, but like, what made you like decide like, all right, this is it, is is et, that's it, that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, yeah. So my actual full name is Israel Thomas, yeah. and I was named after my dad, but he doesn't have a middle name. So my mom and him compromised because she wanted to call me Thomas after I think like one of her favorite uncles. Okay. But he wanted to name me after him. So they just did that Yeah. because I I have a middle name. Sorry about that. And he doesn't. Um, I'm not a junior. So I never have gone by junior. No one's ever called me junior. And I guess it was just too confusing to be like, shush. Yeah. Sorry. Too confusing to be like, um, big is he and little is he. So they just called me <laughs> Thomas. And then they called me nicknames of Thomas. So growing okay. up, everybody called me Tommy. And then when I got to like 18, I was like, uh, you know what? I think I'd rather just go by my real name. Like, <laughs> especially because at that point I had like 10 plus years of teachers being like, is real narvez i'm like all right well if i have to go through that anyway like let's yeah. just let's just get anybody just give me to call me the the actual name yeah so that took a while like even some of like my family and friends like still don't do it they still just call me like tommy yeah or, or it'll be like israel 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 you know something like that <laughs> <laughs> but i guess to actually answer the question is he t is because that distinguishes me from my dad since i have the t and he doesn't Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because I remember, wasn't it like a powerlifting meet where you were introduced as like Israel Norchez or something like that? It, there's yeah. some of them are so yeah. bad. <laughs> one, one time they wrote, um, well, the one that they always want to do is like Navarez. Yeah. Like, okay, like I get it. That seems like it makes more sense. Yeah. I kind of have like the Brett Favre thing going on. Yeah. Where it's like RV and people are like, that's not a sound. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's no English, like white English words that are like RV. So yeah. they want to say Navarez or something. But some of them are like just like somebody called me um at a meet Israel Narkahi. <laughs> and then and then yes, I think actually at a grappling tournament that me and you did, they changed yes. my name. They changed, they like combined our names or something. Yeah. And it was like they turned me into like Norches or like Narcruz or something. Yeah. I can't like I can't really remember exactly what it was, but dude, I, the amount of yeah. times that my name gets is said wrong versus right. Yeah. Is at least a five to one ratio. Oh, oh no, oh no, for sure. I think I do remember that grappling tournament because they I know I think they did some common because I remember we signed up at the same time or I think we put our yeah. names on the brackets and for some reason my name was like uh P signs or something like a prank call name like I'm looking yeah. for like I'm looking for Mr. Peace signs <laughs> yeah. peace signs in here yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, I became North Cruz or something yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah so, uh, who, who knows somehow 
Yeah, because I, I do remember, I think, yeah, because I think the problem, I think we wrote down our names on a bracket. Somehow it got smudged or something. Because I remember they were in trying to call yeah, us to a match. And we're like, who are these guys that they're, that they're <laughs> announcing? We both went up, like, extremely confused. But that's back in the day when you actually wrote things on paper. Yeah. And you didn't, yeah. like, sign up online. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, damn. What a what, – what a time, but, um, okay. So what, um, what, so what training, I guess, for people that aren't familiar with like, with what you do, I guess, what do you do? Yeah. So right now, I mean, the easiest way to understand what I do is I basically train for competitive bodybuilding. Okay. So in the past, I spent like eight years as a competitive power lifter. Mm-hmm. And recently I've transitioned into physique sports instead of strength sports which is like, you know, it's hardly going from like golf to basketball or something. There's a lot of overlap between those two things. So the training honestly doesn't change that much. It just kind of goes from a focus on maybe like lower reps and higher weights to lighter weights and more reps, but nothing like that different. And you're talking about when you're powerlifting, you focus most on mostly on like the three to six rep range when you're doing like squat bench and deadlift, because those are the contested lifts in powerlifting. Mm-hmm. And for hypertrophy training, you might be doing anything more like five to 30 reps on a whole different variety of movements versus like being more a little bit myopically focused on just the, the big three bench squat and deadlift. So it's a little bit more variety of movements and a little bit higher reps, but in general, lifting weights, lifting weights. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't do like, a, you, it's not a whole new skill set. Ooh, lifting weights. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think we touched upon this like beforehand, but I guess just in case people haven't like been paying attention or too lazy to go to the old episodes. I guess so I know we met we met like when we were what like 18, something like that. We just got like out of college. But uh damn man, we're 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 old the more I think about it. Yeah. so we had to have been 18 because my mom wouldn't let me, never would let me when I was a teenager sign up for like boxing or yeah. anything like that. So as soon as I was 18, I just went and like did it myself. But I know, yes. I think I might have like literally just turned 18. Yeah. Yeah. Because so that's like when I was like allowed to not have a parent sign the waiver. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, because that's how we met. We started training like MMA at the same gym. And then, and then yeah, then we found out we went to the same school after that. We actually after- met at like. Yeah, at the gym first. Yeah, we met at yeah. the gym first, and we found out we went to the same school, and we found out we lived like less than five minutes away from each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> small fucking world. Yeah, small, there. small world. In but, the mean, uh, the mean streets of Bothell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the the baddest the baddest dudes to come out of Bothell for sure. <sighs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, we started. That, that's how we met, and then you you know you transitioned to lifting weights, and then. I guess like from, from there, I guess like how, so how has that journey like shifted like for you? Cause it's been like over a decade now in terms of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, a, that's a really tough question. Um, I guess <clears throat> on the surface level, like the biggest thing is that when I started doing powerlifting, it was like, I was a completely natural athlete. So, you know, no, no performance enhancing drugs were involved. And as I've stayed in the sport longer and longer, I've gotten more into that, the enhanced side of the sport. So using um, performance enhancing drugs, and that's kind of a different animal. It's kind of like, uh, you know, because the average, the average enhanced competitor is going to have 50, 60 pounds of muscle on the average, like natural competitor. So when I competed in powerlifting, the weight classes that I competed in 
naturally was like 148, 165. I think maybe I did 181 once. And now like I couldn't even get to 181 unless I chopped up a leg or something. So like right now, right now I'm 220. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, if, when I do compete like on stage at a physique show, I'll probably be either a light heavyweight, which is from 177 to 198 or a heavyweight, which is anything over 198. Okay. Uh, it'll be real close though. Like if I'm a light heavyweight, it'll be like just making the class. Okay. Okay. So, so I yeah. guess a lot of it's just getting, getting a lot bigger. And, and when you do that, you the weights that you handle end up being a lot larger as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have to deal with the fucking side effects and BS that comes with uh, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Cause I, I, cause I think last time we talked, I don't think you were either, either you were just starting or maybe, I don't think you were like maybe that far into being enhanced. Well, what was that? I think, yeah, maybe just starting in the second one that we did. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. It's only been like three years. Yeah. So I guess like what was, so what was the decision? Cause I think you shared this one last time because you were, yeah, I, I think so. Cause I think we talked about you were just starting to get enhanced and then you were like looking like ahead, like towards it. But I guess what was the, so what was the, I guess, what, what made you want to make that shift and how has that shift been in those three years? Yeah. So I, I think in lifting culture, it's, it's a really weird thing, right? Because there's very few other sports that are so clearly divided into like, these guys use drugs and yeah. these guys don't like every other sports, like nobody uses drugs. You Whoa. Know? Drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you mean? I ate, I ate tainted tacos. That's yeah. how the Diana ball got in my system. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sign me up for those tacos, you know. But, like what? But yeah, yeah, just so, vitamins. Say your prayers. That's yeah. how you get. <laughs> but you know, all all of like, I guess, and it's really a new thing. Like um, historically, for like natural lifting and natural physique sports to be a big thing. So historically, it was just like there wasn't a separation. It was just everyone did drugs yeah (laughs) because that wasn't even illegal right like in the time of arnold like you could go to the doctor and get a prescription Mm -hmm. for one or two or three one or two or three things and totally legal and every it was expected that everybody did it and it was just like a secret that nobody talked about yeah so you know the whole time coming up through the sport those are the people that end up being like the heroes and the idols that you you look up to and then you come to find out that like, oh, okay, well, unless you go down this very like dark CD path, you will literally, you're not even like the same type of organism as those people. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. like, you know, and the reality of the situation is like, when you're talking about the doses that uh, competitive physique athletes and powerlifters take on the enhanced side, it's basically like having 20 to 30 times the amount of like anabolic hormones as a normal man. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a reason that you put on like 50 pounds of muscle. It's not like, so it's, it's just like not the same thing. It's like comparing like a prepubescent female to like yeah. some six, five dude, you know, yeah. that's in the NFL. It's like, you're yeah. just different, cre- you're different creatures. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I ultimately just kind of gave into the curiosity of wanting to know like, well, if I was on equal footing with all these people that I look up to so much, what yeah. would I actually be able to do? Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that kept me from doing it for a long time was just the fear of not being able to do it safely and like taking a ton of time off of my life. Yeah. And I think as I researched it more and more and found out, you know, more about safe use practices, how to mitigate things with medical testing, I was like, okay, well, I want to give this a try just because I've been doing this for 10 years now. Yeah. And I want to like, before my body expires, the youth, before all the youth is spent, I just want to see what I can do. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of 
And the motivation was essentially like curiosity was one part, but then also competitiveness. Cause yeah. it was like, I want to see what I could do. If I was on an even playing field with these guys, I don't want to wonder like, Oh, how much of the drugs helping them versus how much is the helping me? So yeah, just a, little, a, a, a decent healthy mix of curiosity and like kind of competitiveness to see like if, if I really could hang with some of these people. Got it. So, so now that you're, you know, you've, well, still doing it and how has that, I guess, how ha- has that curiosity been like satiated or like what, what have some, what were some things that you, you researched heavily before going in? So what were some things that went the way you expected? And then what were some things that, you know, that you didn't quite see coming or didn't quite turn out the way you thought it would? So I think one of the things that I learned is um, just because you're like a great responder to, to training naturally, you might be the kind of person that is great naturally, but then when you introduce some sort of performance enhancing drugs, it does almost nothing for you. Got it. And then there's, then there's other, it doesn't usually work that way. Like people who are hyper responders naturally tend to be like really good responders to performance enhancing drugs, but mm-hmm. it's literally a different set of genes. So <clears throat> I think what I ended up finding out was, you know, as like a natural trainee, I don't think that my genetics for that were anything particularly special, like maybe, you know, one standard deviation or so like above yeah. the norm. Yeah. But then as I started using PEDs, it basically something that I really didn't expect to have happen is that I'm a much better responder to this side of the game than the other one. Mm, so like okay. I did one cycle and added like 25 pounds of muscle, which oh is like well above what most people get where it's more like 10, sometimes 15. Or like I said, there's really unfortunate people that get like nothing. They get, it just they, they get enhanced and really it's like just enhanced yeah and like, yeah. you actually you actually like see this in like studies for weight training sometimes in general too where mm-hmm. they'll have like these people they'll have a study of like 40 people and one out of the 40 will have no hypertrophy from the, like a 12-week training program and then <laughs> Damn. You know, and then on the other side there'll be like one guy that had three times the results of everybody else yeah. because we are we are looking at a bell curve so yeah there are these people that are practically like non-responders to steroids yeah, they can take like, as much as they want. and It doesn't do much. It doesn't do, do much at all. Yeah. And then yeah. there's other people where like they're hyper responders. So I think, I don't know if I would like classify myself as a hyper responder, but I have like way above average response. Like higher than average. Okay. Way above average. Yeah. Like okay, maybe above. like 95 percentile. Oh, wow. 95th okay. percentile. So I'm like, I'm like way up there. Like the, I'm the kind of person that gained 40 pounds of muscle in the first two years and like knocking on like 50 in the third year. So it's <clears throat> for me been sort of reinvigorating because I'm like oh maybe I have like a little bit more competitive potential at this than I did at the stuff that I was doing Mm -hmm. so for me that's been like a lot of fun and I I think also just it's always fun in some respects to be like a beginner again at something yeah and so just just, there's just so much stuff that I had to learn like so it's it's almost like there's so many things that I had that, that you hear like myths about yeah. that are just total bullshit got it <laughs> like, like people talking about like oh if you take this thing and this thing you can just like eat pizza all day and, and stay shredded no <laughs> not not true no, that's not a, that's not like a a real thing okay so um yeah I, I think i think it just kind of gave me a framework to like detect bs a little bit better <laughs> yeah and uh but but at the same time it also like kind of enlightened me like oh this stuff works really well so like yeah <laughs> for the average even for like the average person you know like, this is why like barry bonds yeah mark mcguire sammy sosa all of a sudden you take these guys yeah. with great players 
and then, but you sauce them up and now they're like breaking records. Yeah. Because yeah. they are super, super effective. Yes. So some, so I don't know. I don't know if that's like a real succinct answer, but I guess just like I was able to start filtering what was myth and mm -hmm. what was fact with, with some like real world experience. Yeah. You know, it's probably, it's it probably remind me of like, uh, let's say somebody's been watching the UFC for yeah. like 10 years. They've watched every single one. They've listened <laughs> yeah. to all the commentary. So they have a <laughs> mental framework in their head of how they think fighting works, right? Yeah, yeah. But then they get on like the mats for the first time yeah. and it starts being grounded. <laughs> and they, they, have, they have to realize like this amazing mental framework that they built was like completely yeah. wrong here, completely <laughs> wrong here. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of what it was like. It was like I had been learning about this stuff for 10 years. But then when you get a little bit of practical experience, you see where like you're completely wrong, but was completely correct mm -hmm. and things that you didn't even know about. And so, it, yeah, it'd be hard to like summarize it, but because it, it's just it's just so much. It, yes, it's a lot there. OK, that that's interesting, though, that you you know that there are I think that's a that's a thing that a lot of people don't think about just how well their bodies respond, because it's not yeah. like it's a simple factor of X, like, oh, if you're this good, then you'll instantly get this good. There are some unfortunate people that it does nothing, but then there's also some people that it does, that does a lot for it. So that, yeah. Yeah, and, and to be fair, like for the average person right in the middle of that bell curve, it is going to make a huge difference. Like yeah. I, I like the analogy that some people have put forward where like, assuming that you can do this and get away with it. And like, you're competing against people that can't get away with it. It could probably bump you one level. Yeah. So like if you're able to start at a high school level in a sport or something and you can get away with PADUs, that can bump you to like a college starter. If you if you're like capable of being an NFL player or NBA player without it, then maybe like you're like now a top 10 player in the league or like you're an MVP kind of candidate or an all-star or something like that. Yeah. So it can bump you like one level in most cases. But then yeah, there's some people that that are rare, they're rare, they don't get anything. And there's some people that all they bump some three levels. Yeah, they were like they were like a bad natural bodybuilder. They get on gear and they're literally now one of the top ten guys in like the Olympia, which is the biggest bodybuilding contest. Mm -hmm. There's like one guy that's like that right now. His name's Nick Walker. You can look him up. He's like th almost 300 pounds at five six. Oh, shit. and if you, look, if you look at his like photos as like a natural competitor in his in his like teens, you would never look at that guy and be like, he's gonna finish top five in the Olympia. He's gonna be one of the four best bodybuilders. You would never look at him and think that. But he was one of these people that got on and was just a hyper responder. Mm -hmm. And within like a couple of years, he was up 60, 70 pounds. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I lost you. I, I kind of lost you there, but uh, I think it was just at the, we were just talking about hyper responders like there. Yeah. yeah so yeah. cut out there for a second. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, like Nick Walker, when he, he started cycling a couple of years later, he was up like 60, 70 pounds. And then he literally did last year, he won the Arnold Classic, which is like the second biggest bodybuilding show, and then placed top five at the Olympia, which is the biggest one. So, and that was a guy that was like, you know, nobody would have thought, oh, he's a really amazing natural bodybuilder. So it can, it can definitely be that way for sure. Got it. Got it. So, and so now in, you know, your, your journey, getting, getting enhanced and in terms of, yeah, so now you're cycling through like the bullshit what has so what have what has been i guess some some things that you were cautious about going in and then how have you what have you done like to mitigate those cautions um i mean i think the big the biggest one is just like you're like worried about health in general but you don't necessarily know what that means yeah and, and, and like like you just know like you just heard like oh it's bad for you 
but how, right? Yeah. So the, the, like, there's like four main things. One would be neurotoxicity. So it's bad for the brain. And then kidney, liver, heart. So renal toxicity, cardiotoxicity, and those are the big ones that you have to look at. And so when you're talking about um, the liver, the main thing that's going to come into, into play is your blood pressure. A lot of steroids and just being big in general, like being heavy can promote high blood pressure, mm -hmm. but also steroids tend to promote things like water retention and mineral storage, glycogen retention. So you end up just holding more, more energy substrate and water all over your body. And that drives blood pressure and high blood pressure is extremely bad over time <clears throat> for your kidneys. So the thing that you can do to mitigate that is keep, keep a lower body fat percentage. Um, but then there's, there are uh, safe blood pressure medications that you can add to a stack that can keep your blood pressure in a healthy range if that's something that you struggle with. So for example, there's something called ARBs, which are angiotensin receptor blockers. And <clears throat> something like something like telomisartan is a drug that's prescribed for even just normal, normal people with, with blood pressure problems. But it can be particularly useful in bodybuilder, bodybuilding populations because one of the actions that it uses to block that is it, it can reduce some of that water retention that's happening because of angiotensin receptors. So it's just stuff you learn like that. Like, at sometimes it does kind of feel like you're a fucking experiment where you're like, well, I'm taking this drug to counteract the stuff from this drug. <laughs> but when you when you add it all up, it, it is necessary and important. And, and just other, other other things would just like, for example, for liver health, learning that a lot of people really like oral steroids because, well, you don't have to fucking inject yourself with a needle for one, which is really annoying over time. Yeah. And the other thing is that they work really fast and tend to be really powerful. Huh. Okay. But they're super hard on your liver. So in a safer use model, that's not something that you're going to use unless you're close to a competition, but you're not huh. just going to, and a lot of people just do that like year round. And like, that's a great way to end up with liver damage. Hmm. Huh, interesting. Yeah. And I think the biggest one that all bodybuilders or anybody who's enhanced has to worry about long-term is heart health. So there's a couple mechanisms there. But one is left ventricular hypertrophy, which is essentially just part of the heart thickening to deal with the demands of having to work harder, essentially just to get to get blood to a larger organism. Oh. And the other thing, the other thing is that uh, steroids over time can promote really bad cholesterol values, and that can cause calcium deposits in the bloodstream, making you more likely to have heart attacks. But Fortunately, there's literally scans and tests that you can do to check these things. So you, you can get an MRI and, and see, do you have left ventricular hypertrophy? If so, how much? Have you passed the danger zone? Okay, it's time to stop. Um, you can get calcium scoring tests to see if you have calcium deposits building up in your arteries. If so, how much? You can get, the, get one every year, see if that score is going up over time. And when you're in a risky zone, you can choose at that point to stop it. And um, echocardiograms, this is an, another test <clears throat> that you can do to see in more detail how the heart is functioning. So it, it's just taking preventative measures like that, making sure that you're not uh, getting too heavy unnecessarily. And it, it's really just, it really comes down to monitoring, you know, but there's, there's little supplements and things that you can take as well that can help with like having less calcium deposits build up, having your cholesterol 
uh, be in a better spot. There's drugs that if necessary that you can take to help with, with cholesterol. So it's really just being aware of what side effects that you're having and then addressing those with the appropriate tool. But the main thing is that like in order to do all of that, you actually have to do the tests, which most people, which most people don't fucking do because uh, lifting is a pro sport. So like <laughs> yeah. a lot of the people are like, being like, fuck my liver, you know, and they're just going <laughs> to pound, pound their fucking orals and they don't care. Yeah. You know, or, or it's kind of people that are scared to see what the tests say. So they just don't get it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like the broke person that never checks their bank account because they don't want yeah. bad news. Yeah. You know, if I don't see it, I can't, I, I yeah. can't tell it's happening. Yeah. But unfortunately that's just like a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know if that, if that really covers it, but that, that those are coming up some of the main things that you yeah. look at. And then unfortunately with the, the brain aspect with the neurotoxicity, there's pretty much nothing you can do. Huh. Other than try to pick the compounds that are the least neurotoxic, but even testosterone and it's like natural form when it's taken in super physiological doses. So like higher than what a human would naturally have, it becomes neurotoxic. So in the normal range, it's neuroprotective in super high doses. It's neurotoxic. Now, some steroids are more neurotoxic than others, but all of them are neurotoxic when taken in doses that actually improve performance. Huh, so, okay. So to so, some extent, there's there's things that you can't do anything about. Huh. So so when it when it's a neurotoxin, like what what does that mean? Like for the, I mean, it just sounds bad, but does that mean it destroys the brain? Or yeah. So it it literally um increases like the rate at which parts of the brain are going to erode, like the synapses in the brain erode, not be able to make connections as quickly or as easily, and o- over time with certain steroids, you can even have plaque deposits, which have been linked to Alzheimer's. Huh. Okay. Not all of those cause that. That's particular a particular family called 19 NORS, which is uh, DECA and TREN, which most people have heard of TREN just because it's like a popular word in like fitness, the fitness community now. But those are yeah, the ones yeah. that are a spe- like, like they don't even know any other story. They're like, he's on TREN. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a catch-all right. word. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So those are particularly neurotoxic. So I'm... Um, and those are the ones that can potentially cause plaque deposits. But any neuro- neurotoxic in general just means it's bad for brain health. Bad for brain so health. There, okay. There's numerous mechanisms, but bad for brain health. And really nothing that you can do about that part. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it's just neuro. Yeah. You, you just added yeah. more neurotoxins into, the, into your system. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so I guess, I guess knowing that, that's got to be, you know, worrying things. So, yeah is yeah because there's no like what ne- like like a neuro antitoxin or anything or like what what can what do you do what do you do knowing this like do you do anything for brain health or any concerns about like brain there, health there, i i don't think there's a lot of things that you can do other than maximize like lifestyle factors that would apply to basically anybody right like and this is stuff that bodybuilders the good ones do a good job of which is eating a healthy diet uh getting enough sleep every day because i mean those are things that are going to promote your best training anyway keeping stress levels as low as possible. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just like, um, if you are going to engage in uh, an activity that increases your risk for some sort of particular malady, disease, whatever, it would probably be wise to not start stacking things. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> yeah. like you could be the average person that gets away with drinking a lot throughout their life. But if the rest of your lifestyle is pretty healthy, if you have good genetics, maybe it won't really catch up to you for a long time. Yeah. So if, if you are using PEDs, you probably don't also want to be like 
you know, slamming monsters and getting three hours of sleep, as you say, up super late to meet deadlines and you work as like a investment banker, hundred, like a hundred hours a week, you probably yeah. don't want to be stacking the risk factors. So yeah. I think that's, that's just sort of the best thing that you can do is outside of this super unhealthy endeavor that you've chosen to take on as, as a competitive thing, you need to be as healthy as possible. Got it. And, and that's, that's like the best that you can do, which unfortunately, like in all competitive sports, isn't always the case because you have issues with people like having injuries and then getting addicted to pain pills or like, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of things that go yeah. on, but the best that you can do uh, in, in my opinion is just really maximize your lifestyle outside of that, which most athletes that are serious do anyway. Got it. Yeah. Because it's, because it's a factor that's, that's going to be there. It's already like a negative factor since you're, since you're prescribing to yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I guess what, uh, so, in I, so I guess in terms of like this, this part of your journey, did you see yourself, I guess, like when you began, like, you know, lifting weights, did you see yourself like getting to this point? Or I guess like what, I guess what has shifted in terms like from your goals, I guess, like from, you know, when you first started like lifting weights in your garage to like now. You know what? Like, I mean, as far as like the results that I've got, there's no way that back when I started, I ever thought that I was going to get as far as I have. Okay. Like all of the lifetime goals that I probably had when I started are now like warmups and stuff. Got it. Like, yeah. I think when I started, like, I had never, never had never benched 225 before, like two plates. Yeah. And then I, you know, did that maybe after six to nine months or something. So that was really cool. And then I probably set a new goal for like three plates. But since then I've done like four plates and I've done three plus plates for like sets of 10. So it's like, I'm like way past anything that I thought I was going to do. Yeah. Like I've squatted, I mean, I've squatted 600 for reps, deadlifted 600 for reps, things like that, that probably would have been like lifetime goals for one or even like less when I started. So mm -hmm. I don't think I had any idea what I was really getting into. And I was probably also pretty naive about what you could do like naturally at that point. Cause I don't even know if I had like a distinction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't know if I really thought like, Oh, I don't even know if I even considered that all these people were on drugs. <laughs> I, think it was just like, I think it was just like, we're all, we're all on a level playing field. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't even think, I didn't even know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, there might've been some like naive delusion in there as well, where I thought, Oh, I'm going to be just as good as those people because why not? Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't really know that what else went into <laughs> and what other factors were at play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so I guess, so, so now that you've, you know, yeah, that you made the jump to being enhanced, I guess, is there, is there a part of you that wishes that you'd done it sooner or how, how, how do you feel about that? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I guess it would be interesting to like go back in time and see what that looks like. But I think I, at this point, like on a completely separate point, like I, I'm at the point in my life where I'm old enough where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to like if I redid things, everything would end up so different that I'm not, I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, like I like the way that life has managed to work out for me. Like I'm yeah. in a happy place. I like, I love my routine. I love my people and the stuff that I get to do every day. So I'm like, well, if I went back and changed that, where, where would I fucking end up? Yeah. You would end up in a totally different place. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if I'd be as financially successful or like as happy. So for me, it's hard to be like, to forget about all that stuff and be like, oh yeah, let me just start sooner because it would just it would have just changed my whole life, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But I guess you know, from a more 
like theoretical standpoint, like if I could keep everything else the same, then it would have probably been better to start sooner. Yeah. Because you're more res resilient to like the, the negative health impacts of all of this in your twenties than you are in your thirties. And, you know, most people will tell you it's not a good idea to keep going down the enhanced route much past 40. Cause mm -hmm. that's, that's just where you start again, you're stacking risk factors because now you're stacking aging and you're stacking um, the, the PDs, effects, and, yeah. and both of those things are bad for health. Like getting <laughs> old is bad for your health. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you only have so much youth and so much health to spend. So maybe it would have been easier to go a little, to go farther if I had started sooner, but then at the same time, you know, it's hard to regret 10 years of having 10 years of experience before I even started mm -hmm. being enhanced because it gave me a, a framework and a perspective to be realistic and not do stupid things with my health, which I think, you know, if you gave the 23 year old me a bunch of drugs, I probably could have ended up really abusing them just because yeah. not having the, just thinking that, Oh, the reason I'm not at these guys level is because I just need to do more. And a lot of people fall into that trap. And that's just, that doesn't work like that. Like yeah. you can't just like keep taking more and getting better results. You can keep taking more and keep getting more side effects, but like <laughs> you don't yeah. just keep getting more and more results. So hard it's hard to regret anything too much you know i feel like it's kind of like like a it makes you like kind of arrogant or like ungrateful to be like i yeah, want to like yeah. re redo my life because i could have i could definitely do it better like could you though? yeah could you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's the old like you know time machine thing like oh if you had time machine could go back and change like one thing it's like well that's the thing. It's not just going to be one thing. It's going to be like a, a lot of things, a lot of factors. Yeah, change. No idea. Right. It's yeah. so like success in anything is so tenuous. It can be like one conversation that made the difference or like one decision. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, you know, it's, it's, it's it, I, I'm happy with, with the way things are. Yeah. With the way things turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And let's see. So, so now into, you know, like physique, like, bodybuilding what's like what's the next like competition for you so right now i mean I, i'm looking at competing sometime in 2023 most likely and that's simply because just from like a the periodization aspect i want to complete like one more like bulking or massing phase which is basically just where like you're gaining weight trying to gain muscle and then we're, i'm a little bit in limbo right now in boston my, my lease ends sometime in winter and I'm not 100% sure where I'm going to be just because it comes down to like what opportunities are going to be available in like certain family situations. So I'm just waiting to hear where, where that is. I would like to stay. I actually kind of like it here, but I need to know where I'm going to be before I can commit to like a, a competitive schedule yeah. because like I, I don't want to be traveling across the country again while I'm doing a contest prep. That's like a disaster. Yeah. So I figure like I'll get that news sometime in winter. And by winter, I'll have completed that massing bulking phase. And then basically, as soon as I get the logistics solved, I'll pick a date and the place that I'm going to be and start the contest prep diet to getting down to show leanness basically from there. So early 2023, most likely. Got it. Just just due, due to timing and some other life factors that's happening. Yeah, okay. exactly. exactly. Okay. Okay. On... Uh... Well, I know because I follow you on Instagram, you got all these like Q&A sessions. I guess like what prompted that? Because <laughs> I know because I, I know you had, you had been doing like uh, YouTube yeah. content and then you stopped and then 
And now you're starting, like, what's the, I, I think, guess, like, what's the song? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Q&As are just, like, purely for entertainment. So, like, <laughs> I, I, know you're, I know you're laughing because, like, the, the content on there sometimes has nothing to do with, like, <laughs> yeah. lifting. Like, yeah. it's, like, sometimes it's just, like, somebody asking me a question, and I'm, like, here's a picture of my puppy. Oh, here's two yeah. sentences yeah. to answer your question, too, though. Yeah. So, like, well, actually, that's, like, 50% of it. But, yeah, like, yeah, but, people, yeah. Ask me, people ask me about, like, dating and, like, yeah, no, I noticed that like the past like couple questions I've been a lot about, you know, a worst rejection or what was oh, I know. I like I, I knew as soon as like I answered two of those that I was like <laughs> that, they, that they were gonna like start flooding in and people are gonna be like, What's your favorite pickup line? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I'm gonna be like, Well, my favorite pickup line is hi, I'm Izzy. And then some guy named Brian goes up to people, hi, I'm Izzy, you know, you know, like the hi I'm Izzy pickup line. But I think like, I I fucking hate talking about that stuff because like it gets into like the pickup arts community and that, yeah. that's like a group of super weird weird people yeah um, i think you mentioned that's in, that's how you get instantly canceled nowadays yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like i can i can hear them canceling us as, as <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some of the stories i i have from like my exposure to that community are just gonna have to like die with me yeah <laughs> because yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. keep that keep that in the grave i think and people yeah. would be like offended at the, some of the shit that like actually happens and works because yes. like you like, you just don't want it to be true yeah yeah but it is but it is yeah yeah and, but yeah I don't, the, the question is, i don't know i just saw some other people that i like doing the doing the q a's and uh for me it's just like fun so like youtube became a real big chore it just became a real big chore, like making like these 30 minute like lectures that were, they were like lectures too. Like most of the videos that I do would have like, you know, I could make a table of contents for it and like timestamps for all the different topics. And it would like yeah. lay something out in a complex way. And uh, I don't know, like that to me is like a lot of work. So unless I'm, <laughs> unless I'm converting that into a lot of money, which I never did, like I converted it into like an, enough of them income to live and have like location independence at one point in my life but now the things that I do are much more lucrative than that so it's like why am I going to go back to that when people think that like you get paid a lot from YouTube and maybe if you have like four million subscribers yeah like maybe if you're Joe Rogan you know yeah. then then like you can do really well but I'm not Joe Rogan and my like my bi biggest videos I ever did got a couple hundred thousand views and just to put into perspective for people, I, I never got more than about like a dollar per one to 2,000 views. So if you make a video, like you spend, it's a 30 minute video, you spend six to eight hours editing and shooting it and making all the content and it gets 40,000 views and, and it's lifetime. Well, that's 40 math. bucks. Yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So all the, the, all the, all the revenue that that's generating really comes from like, selling eBooks. And the biggest thing was that I turned it into coaching clients, mm -hmm. but that's mm -hmm. a full-time job. that doesn't pay well either. Yeah. So like if you're doing online coaching for, for lifting, right. You get a client, let's say at a hundred dollars a month, which would be a real competitive price. That's kind of low. And you know, you you're spending two or three hours a week on them on the, on the email back and forth, looking at their check-ins. You're talking about maybe 10 hours a month on that client. Okay, they're paying you a hundred dollars, making ten dollars an hour. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like the, the return on investment's not there, really. It's not there. And, and again, though, like let's say you charge five hundred dollars. Okay, now you're making fifty dollars an hour. That's not bad, but again, 
in order to like make that a good living, now you need 20, 30 clients, you know? And if we're talking about spending 10 hours a month on each one and you need 30, well, okay, I forgot you're working 300 hours a month to make a middle-class income. So I just, uh, it, it, it makes a lot of sense for people that are in a certain phase of their life. And in my early twenties, I was in that phase and it made sense. But yeah, the Q and A's, I guess, I mean, I have no intent whatsoever to like monetize <laughs> that. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like literally I'm bored on a rest day or something. Mm-hmm. And then somebody asks me like, how do I quit fapping? And I like, <laughs> and I, and I, like, I, I love how you always get those kind of I, I know, I know. Like, yeah. Like, how do I, how do I quit? Like looking at, have you ever tried no fap? Does it work? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and to me, then like finding like a picture or a video or something that roasts them is like hilarious for five minutes. Yeah. And so like, that's like, that's like why I, I do those. And I, it's fun because I actually think I'm like getting a little bit better at it. Like at making them like funny and entertaining, which I, which I enjoy. But like, yeah, the, the, my, my favorite part about it is definitely just like, the, the the funny ones and then like seeing like the, all the like reactions that people send me like like yeah. the crying laughing or something yeah. or I'll have like I'll even have like my aunts and stuff look at it sometimes yeah I'm sure they're like what is this but I but I also think that's funny <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, so like, oh. like, yeah, like like my my like 60 something year old aunt is like looking at my like dating advice tips no fact like, yeah yeah <laughs> like they have no idea what that is <laughs> So yeah, like I, I just think I just think it's fun. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no point to it. <laughs> who who is Molly? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, like, uh, does Colombian Coke live up to its reputation? I actually <laughs> answered it seriously. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then somebody uh, sent me a message, which is kind of a good point. They're like, that's because all the Coke in the U.S. is already Colombian Coke. So it's the same thing. And yeah. Like, their point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's just stuff like, it's just stuff like that. that like, I, I get at least like 10 belly laughs a day out of the questions that people ask me. Like somebody asked me yesterday, shouldn't we quit training the quads? Because it will make the penis look smaller. <laughs> I think I did. Was that a, yeah? But what was, like, was your question? Like, what I wonder, like, like I, they can't be serious, right? Like they can't be. <laughs> but like it, it's just stuff like that. Like, I'm like, okay, this is a great thing to wake up to first thing in the day and like figure out how I want to like respond to it in a funny way. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just it's all in good fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, for sure. I know. I know. For me, I get like a lot of yeah entertainment just seeing it. Yeah, as well, especially because you know it's funny. Sometimes we'll, people will ask like you know questions about yeah your routine or lifting. I'm like whatever, next one. Ah, no fat. <laughs> or it's like ah, exactly. Lines, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I I imagine that's like what a lot of like in my head I want to believe that's what people do. A lot of people do. They're just like oh fucking something about how to best train the tricep. Boring, <laughs> yeah. boring. Like oh we're dating one. What does he have to say? Like you're like yeah. Oh, oh man, but yeah, that, <laughs> that's been yeah no it's 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 been entertaining. But um okay, so yeah, that's pretty much. But yeah, pretty much in in a succinct answer. There's like in terms of you know using YouTube or other like kind of social media. It's, I mean, there is a way to monetize it, but not enough in a way to give you like sustainable kind of income with the numbers that you had. 
Yeah. yeah, I just think I just think it would take such a big push. Like it would yeah. at this point in my life, it would I would have to become obsessed with it again and really work on it like 12 hours a day. And I have to try to figure out a way to like, you know, get into that six figure range of subscribers. Yeah. Or like try to, you know, get it to like a million. And I, I just maybe I could, but like I don't have the I'm, I don't have like the hunger anymore. Yeah, to, the hunger no, to get to that point. Yeah. yeah, because my my lifestyle is already funded. So, and, and also I kind of like, even though I like like doing it in like the like the Q and A format, I don't like being a guru. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun to just like share advice on like a peer to peer level. But I don't want people. I, I never want to be in that position again where it's like, well, what do you think about this guru? Give us the training guru advice. Like, guru. yeah, yeah. I, I, I way much prefer it to just be like, I don't really know everything. I'm not even sure about the stuff that I do know at this point. <laughs> but like in my experience, this is what works. Like you can try it and see if it works. But I don't want to be Professor Izzy the powerlifting coach. Like it's yeah, it's like it. not it's it's not fun for me. So I don't know if there was like some way to basically like take what I'm doing in the Q and A's and turn that into like a YouTube channel. I would fucking love that. Like, like yeah. somebody just follows me with the camera or something. And I just like say <laughs> some shit and get paid. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> if, if, I, if I could reach the level of like comedic entertainment to be able to do that. Yeah. Sign me up right now. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know if I'm that funny. <laughs> well, I know I'm not actually. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that covers pretty much all, all we want to talk about. Uh, was there anything, anything you wanted to say before we like we disconnect? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just, not really. <laughs> Definitely good. Good to, to see you and, and uh, have a talk. Though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's good. Good. Good to catch up. Good to see that you're you know doing well and that you're. Uh, hey, man. It's been. Uh, it's. <laughs> But as you said about the journey, it's been, it hasn't been, you know, really, I mean, who knew, who, who knew that we would end up at this point, but yeah, here we, here we are. <laughs> Back in 20, 20, like 2009, we were doing masterminds, reading yeah. self-help books. Yeah. In a circle. Power of now. <laughs> Not a bad the joke, zone. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just a whole bunch of inside jokes that people don't know, but yeah, um, yeah no, that, de- yeah, definitely. Yeah. For masterminds, like, you know, doing, uh, yeah, to lifting in the garage. And then of course, like rolling really hard with people that yeah. really should not have hit. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Like, oh, you've never, you've never like wrestled or grappled before. Let's teach you how to do key locks and kimuras yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Here's, a, here's a triangle. They're like, what? Yeah. 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 I know, I know. Looking back, I was like, wow. Yeah. That we definitely should not have done it. Oh, well we did. We did anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot but, of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but that's what eighteen-year-olds will do. They, they they won't think about the consequences of those. That's I mean, that's what I did. Like, I spent every single dollar that I had on lifting equipment and mats. Yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I literally in my life savings of thousands of dollars that went into mats and lifting equipment. Yes, yes. No, oh no, I I, I remember that. No yeah, regrets. I, I was like, you put this all in your garage. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't like, wait, you have. You should probably consider getting some better financial advice. It was like, oh, sweet, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you know, with the knowledge, looking back now, like, oh yeah, probably not. But oh well, it, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun while, while, while it lasted. Uh, yeah, good times. All right, man. Well, it's been Izzy T. Uh, I guess 
Do you want to, you want to pump up your social media? You want it to? Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's interested in um, following me on social media, pretty much the only place I'm active right now is on Instagram and it's just at Izzy Narvez, I-Z-Z-Y-N-A-R-V-A-E-Z. If you need some, information, <laughs> need some information about how to quit fapping, or if you want to look at my cute puppy pics, or you need a financial advice, stock picking. I mean, yeah. we do it all. We do it all. Man. So it's, it's all there. It's Get all there. For us. Get a squat rack. <laughs> all the knowledge you'll ever need for a great life. Yeah. Vital information for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's, that's been easy. All right. Bye, everybody. That was Pancration Philosophy episode 190. If you'd like to show, support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash pancration. Be a sponsoring philosopher like Tom Kravitz and Ryan Big Wang. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Get some merch. Buy it from Spread Shirt. Spread Shirt. Spread Shop. Message me for details. Talk soon. Bye-bye.